know that the algorithm that powers Google search engine is not one, but multiple? So far, we have mostly talked about the traditional web search algorithm, but today we're going to talk about a second one, the local search algorithm. Welcome back to the Remodel Your SEO podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Photo, joined again by Daniel Russell. And today we're going to blow your minds and hopefully change the way you think about local SEO and how to keep your business in the local SEO game. If you've been keeping up so far, Danielle and I discussed the history of several major algorithm updates to the traditional web search algorithm. Check out episode three if you missed it. Today, we're going to talk briefly about one more core algorithm update, Google Pigeon. And then we're going to dive into what that means for your business and what actionable steps you can take to be found locally online. Because ultimately, that's what local SEO is about increasing your visibility to searchers in your area. Okay, so Google Pigeon, what was it and what did it do? Sure. So from a bird's eye view, the Google Pigeon algorithm update created a bridge between the traditional web search algorithm and the local search algorithm to improve user experience, specifically for local searchers. This update happened in July of 2014, which was only six years ago, but in internet years is practically a millennia. Yeah, six years ago. I can't say I remember what search was like. Yeah, I hardly remember what search results were like six years ago either. But for the most part, the difference is that previously your proximity or distance to the product or service you were searching for wasn't taken into account. So Say, for example, it's a Friday night and you're craving some delicious pizza, but you want to try something different than your usual. Six years ago, before the Pigeon Update, your search results for pizza in Houston would have yielded some of the best joints in Houston, no doubt. But Houston is almost 700 square miles, and you really don't care about a location that is 20 or 50 miles from you. Enter the Pigeon Update. Now your proximity to the store is highly considered to determine which pizza shops appear in your search results. So how could Google possibly know a business's location and the proximity to the user's location? Ah, the behemoth grows. In June of 2014, so one month before Pigeon was released, Google My Business was launched. Google My Business is the key to local search. Remember, search engines can only serve to users what they've been fed by businesses and content generators. So in order to collect this information and feed the local search engine, Google created Google My Business, a platform managed by businesses. And Google rewards those who feed it. So your organic rankings will improve if you are regularly updating your Google My Business profile with holiday hours, news and updates, service offerings, and getting positive customer reviews. We have a whole blog and video dedicated to Google My Business that I've linked to in the show notes below. It's a good business plan on Google's part to encourage people to keep feeding the beast, but are there other ways that our listeners can implement this local SEO strategy? Yes. Google My Business is just one piece of the puzzle. Your website content and local citations also matter. Let's start with your website content. Since Google is fed by content, Content that is location-specific is going to be cataloged as such. For example, a blog titled, What is the Cost of Building a Custom Home? is going to be competing against other content in the general bucket. But a blog titled, 
what is the cost of building a custom home in Houston signals to Google that there's Houstonian specific information and that the content will be competing against a much smaller set of competitor content. That's why I recommend every remodeler and home builder implement the following three things on their website pages and in their blogs. One, include your address in the footer of your website. This is a global feature that should apply your address to every page, every URL on your site. Two, use location-specific phrasing. And three, disclose your service area on your website. Let's dig into each of these. So first, including your address in the footer of your website. This is usually a change that can be made globally across your whole website. And if you're not sure how to add information to your footer, reach out to your website developer and see if they can help you. This will apply the information to every page across your website. Also, use location-specific phrasing. Using the city you service or suburbs or the entire state, whatever is most relevant to refine the focus of your content in Google's algorithm, it's obvious where you work, to you, but you have to feed the algorithm if you want to rank better. For example, if you're a remodeler in Houston, perhaps you only accept projects in the Heights, which is a historic neighborhood in Houston. This is really important to make distinct in your content so that you're generating qualified leads and qualified web traffic. You may operate in perhaps the Northeast where states are a lot smaller and your service area might in fact be that entire state, like Delaware. So if that's the case, say that. The magic formula is using location phrasing for your service area, whatever notation that may be. Google is very smart and searchers look for service providers using colloquial phrasing as well. So don't be afraid to use the nickname of your area either. Also, disclose your service areas on your website. Dedicate a section on at least one of your website pages that includes a map of your service area and also list the cities, suburbs, or areas that you typically work in. It's okay if you take projects outside of that service area that you uh, strictly list, but just make note of that too. And people will still call you if they can find you and want to work with your team. So the main ways to let Google know where your business is located are by setting your office location specifically in your footer and including your business address in the footer of your website, um, updating your Google My Business to also include your office location and writing content specific to service areas using colloquial terms, but also calling out directly the service areas that you work in specifically. And that makes sense to me. It reminds me of in our previous episode, episode three, how we mm -hmm. discussed that Google takes a lot of things into consideration to give you a more complete answer and really address user intent. So there are several ways that people could be searching for location-specific terms without directly searching for them. So covering your bases and having your office location, service areas, all of that makes perfect sense to me. Definitely. This is your piece that you can add to the equation. You have to keep in mind that you're not the only one in control of how you can be found. Um, users have to have their location accessible by Google and Google has lots of ways of doing that. So typically they have that information, even for the most um, paranoid people that lock as much down as they can. So that's also at play in this because Google can know where you're at, but in order to determine the proximity of a user to your location, that location of the user still has to be known too. So keep that in mind as well. 
This is also why it's important that we talk about local citations and what to do if you move business locations. This is another really complex topic, so I'm going to do my best to not get too far into the weeds here. To do that, I'm going to give some quick hit answers to some basic questions, and I'll link to additional information in the show notes. Are you ready? Born ready. Let's do this. What are local citations? Local citations are the sets of information about your business on other internet sources. For example, third-party listing sites like House or social media sites like Facebook. They're part of the digital marketing and digital footprint of your business. Kind of like when you network in person and when, you, when they know your name, they can share it. If local citations know of you, that's one more hand in the air saying, yes, that business exists, which impacts your local SEO presence. I've linked to additional information on local search data providers in the show notes. Thank you. So where do citation services get their information from? Local citation sources can get their information from either primary or secondary sources. Primary sources include information that you feed it, meaning you created an account with the third party and given them your business information. So for example, Google My Business fits this category. Secondary sources like directories often pull their information from these data aggregators, which exist to collect data and sell it to directories and other third parties. All of these aggregators, directories, and search engines make up what, we, what was coined the local search ecosystem by David Neem, and I've included an image in the show notes below that really gives a good picture of how they all interact. Okay, so let me get this clear. Google is pulling information from my social media accounts, my website, but as long as I have those bases covered, shouldn't every piece of information about my business that goes out be correct because that's what I input? That would make sense, but unfortunately, no. The information that aggregators and third-party directories have published about your business, whether accurate or not, impacts your local SEO. It is believed that one factor search engines like Google use when determining local SEO ranking potential is the consistency of local citations across all of these sources. This is especially important to remember when moving business locations, changing phone numbers or business names, or changing other business identifying information. So I just have to log into all of my accounts, update all of my business information, and make sure it's consistent and accurate. That is one way that you can do it. And there are some other helpful tools to help fix everything too. You want to make sure that all the information you can control has the exact same information, but it's unlikely you'll be able to fix everything on your own. So I've linked to some helpful tools and automation techniques in the show notes, and we're not affiliated with any of them. They're just straight up helpful, and they help you get your local citations all cleaned up. You want to be sure to claim as many business listings as possible because these create backlinks back to your website, and that also increases your domain authority. I've linked to some helpful information on claiming your local business listings in the show notes as well. This has been extremely helpful. So I'm going to pivot slightly because I know reviews are super impactful, especially on Google. I know good reviews are good and bad reviews can actually decrease the likelihood that you show up in searches, especially Google Maps. Um, can you take me a little bit deeper? Positive reviews like four and five star reviews feed the Google algorithm positive signals about users' experience with your company as a whole. And you can rank higher in organic search results as, as a result. 
Um, this is a two-sided coin though, because negative reviews are not only bad for your physical reputation, but they're bad for your digital reputation. Google wants to help users find good solutions to their problems and negative reviews signal to Google that you're not a good company to send users to. So you will lose ranking potential. We've been working with a company in that exact predicament and it's definitely a challenge to maintain organic rankings when more negative reviews are coming in the door than positive ones. It's like trying to drag a cart through the mud. So my number one recommendation here is fix your internal systems that may be the root of any negative reviews so that your online reputation can be built alongside your physical reputation. That makes sense. Marketing can be cranking along at full speed. You're pulling in new leads, but if your business systems aren't in place and if you're not taking care of you, Mm -hmm. then you're just pulling in new clients who are going to continue to have these negative experiences. And of course, the people who have the negative experiences are usually the loudest voices in the room. So they're the ones to leave those negative reviews and share their negative experiences. So it's really important to fix all your business systems before you start trying to get more reviews even. And I know Spencer has a growth series podcast episode specifically addressing what happens if you have uh, fake or negative reviews and how to respond to those. So we'll link to that in the show notes also. Definitely. It's hard. It's not probably the answer that you want to hear because you just want your business to succeed online, but you have to have good systems in place to actually serve your customers too. And Google picks up on that as well to provide a quality user experience throughout every step of the process. So we've covered a lot of ground and I wish we could dive into the topic even more, but if you have specific questions, be sure to reach out or leave a comment below. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Danielle Photo. And I'm Danielle Russell. And we're here to help you get found and get you leads. Tune in next Thursday when Spencer and I will chat about how you can get your business to show up on Google.